Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Steve Gonsalves back with us has been a public speaker and educator about paranormal phenomena for more than two decades. He helped pave the way for a worldwide paranormal explosion as a main cast member of the hit television series that you may remember, Ghost Hunters, as well as Ghost Hunters Live, Ghost Hunters Academy and Ghost Nation. Steve has started his work in paranormal studies at a very young age and has investigated more than 1,500 reportedly haunted locations. Along with his multiple appearances on a variety of television, radio, and paranormal series, he is the executive produced and co-directed the hit documentary films The House in Between 1 and 2, and his book we're talking about tonight is called A Life with Ghosts. Steve, welcome back. How have you been? I've been really good. Thank you uh, for asking. Uh, I hope you've been well. Yes, sir. Fifteen hundred haunted locations. Was it? Were any of them scary? <laughs> uh, yeah, some of of course it can be quite. Uh, I'd say startling for sure. You definitely get uh, you know your, your blood pumping. But there have been a few that uh, you know you you really look at your fellow investigator and, and you kind of say, "God, I'm." I'm <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in here alone. Uh, it, it can be quite scary at times. Yeah. How, how did you get interested in the supernatural? I, for me, it was really an interest. I uh, early back, I remember a movie called The Entity uh, that really kind of threw me for a loop and uh, scared me. Quite honestly, I was, I was terrified and, and started crying towards the end of it a bit. My mom was like, what, what are you watching? And, uh, you know, certainly shut 
TV off or whatever. And uh, I remember uh, right before that seeing it say, uh, based on true events. And that really kicked off my uh, my love for it. But I, I've been going uh, ever since, uh, really. And I was maybe eight or nine years old then, maybe even a bit younger. Tell us about the metamorphosis of the new book, A Life with Ghosts. Yeah, we, um, you know, I, I spent quite some time just thinking uh, of all the different places we'd been and, and experiences that were poignant to me and, and uh, really stories that I connected to in terms of the people behind them and, and the people even behind the ghosts that uh, we were chasing after. And uh, that really was my turning point saying I, I want to start writing all of this down and getting it out to people and you've got about a dozen locations that you pick was it difficult to hone in on them it was actually it, it took quite some time uh, really just thinking because I didn't want to put together you know a, a list of here are my favorite haunted spots in, in the country or here are the haunted places in the country you need to check out uh, there are plenty of those types of books out there, and those are great. Uh, but I wanted each story in there to be poignant to me and, and things that meant a lot to me, and even things that I thought uh, people might not realize when it comes to haunting. So it really did have to fit some criteria. You know, my favorite haunted place may not even be the most active place I've been. Uh, it can be a lot of other things like the history, the aesthetic of the building. I don't mean aesthetic like, you know, fashion. I mean, if you find beauty in the decay and you really want to absorb the building and the house you're in and, and figure out what it was like, um, that sort of uh, thing. And, and uh, it was hard, but we did, uh, the co-writer and I, Mike Aloisi, uh, we did narrow it down uh, to uh, a dozen or so places, and every story in there really means a lot to me, and and, uh, and I think uh, to the reader as well, I hope. Uh, we'll see. Well, you did a great job with it, Steve. You really have, and it's, uh, it's fascinating to read. It's almost like one of those pull the covers over your head. <laughs> there, there are a few stories in there that, that are very... Uh, scary. They, they really can be, especially for someone who is not an investigator. You know, if you're not used to these types of experiences or, or the fact that people can really have these intense experiences, there are stories in there that are a little more on, on the horror side. And, and even when you dig into the history, and I don't mean horror like a horror movie, I just mean the horror that can be uh, other people's death and trauma and, and sadness and what happens in life. And uh, it, it really can, but the, the experiences in there, uh, there are some that uh, are really scary. There, there was one, I, I talk about a place in there where uh, it was the scare, you know, the most scared I'd ever been on a, on a case. For me, luckily, uh, the paranormal doesn't really scare me all that much. I get very startled, uh, but it quickly translates to, to excitement. Uh, but this time I did find myself uh, really clutching on to somebody else and, and making my way through this place. A pioneer in the area of poltergeist research, Dr. William G. Roll. You mentioned him prominently in the book. Yeah, that was uh, quite an honor uh, for me to uh, even spend time with him. And when I met him, I didn't even know that 
I, I was going to have that opportunity. I went to uh, the Rhine Research Center uh, to do a, a talk on, on paranormal phenomena, and uh, they had gotten in touch with me just prior to me getting there, and they said, hey, do you know who Dr. William G. Roll is? I said, well, gosh, do I? Of course. Uh, he's a, you know, a, a bit of a hero of mine. And um, then she said, well, he'd like to come to your talk, and he just wants to make sure it's okay. And I did uh, two days in a row. He came to both and sat through the whole thing, and then at the end of that, we went and spent a few days together in this uh, haunted mansion in North Carolina there, and it was absolutely amazing. We did a lot of study on energy. He taught me a lot about, of course, EMF and how it really works truly and, and how to discern through different types of energies within a building and a structure, and uh, it was quite fascinating. It was really awesome. How did your investigating ghosts lead to te television shows and the documentaries? How did that happen? I uh, was in the paranormal field researching, uh, of course, and investigating, and I had joined forces with Jason Hawes, and then uh, quickly thereafter, uh, we had a, a, a there was a team, and that team was called Rhode Island Paranormal, but that became uh, TAPS, and uh, we started to get uh, through different cases of ours that that got some notoriety. We started to have production companies getting in touch with with us and, and saying, "Hey, uh, this should be a TV show." We didn't realize people necessarily did this like this, uh, like you guys do, and. Uh, we were hesitant for a little bit, but, uh, you know, Jay and Grant, myself, uh, and, and the other tax members decided it would probably be a good idea, and we, we went with it. And then, you know, that we still do that show to this day, so here we are almost 20 years later. Uh, the documentary was, was something I saw that that place needed to be investigated at a, at a higher level than it was being, and the story there was, was so fascinating to me and, and such a lovely uh, team of, of people over there, the investigators and Alice, the main uh, person behind the, the story, uh, and just different things that I never thought uh, even knew existed, like a 10-year controlled study on, on a one paranormal uh, event, or not one, but one location. I thought that was quite fascinating. The fact that they thought that the house in some way was learning how to communicate back, and not necessarily that the house had an intelligence, but what was ever occupying the house with them, using the house as a conduit, uh, you know, learned a bit to how to communicate through time. A lot of really fascinating things in there. And then uh, the book, uh, it really, uh, a lot of people were saying, hey, you should, you know, write a book. We'd love to read about uh, what you've been up to in, in the paranormal world and, and your thoughts behind things and your personal beliefs. And, uh, and then I thought it was, you know, a good uh, time to really let people who love the shows and what we do to be there in, in a bit more of a, a first-person perspective. Like, oh, I'm investigating with him. I'm here looking through his eyes and getting his thoughts of what's going on in his head in the moment while things are happening. And, and that's really, uh, you know, from, from A to, to Z there in a, in a quick, uh, but that, that's how it all sort of came about.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Of all the places you've been, Steve, uh, and you've got a handful in the book, is there one that stands out? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I think there are there are a few that stand out, uh, and there are different reasons. You know, Waverly Hills for me is always uh, the most amazing place, and that's in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, tuberculosis hospital, and. Every time I go there, there is some sort of activity, and that's very rare in this field, uh, that every time you go to a place, there is activity, and to me, that is quite uh, amazing. And only the staff there fosters the haunting, and not in a way of, but, you know, they really are respectful to the, the spirits that might still be there, and they want other people to respect them as well, and I think that's quite important. But then, you know, there are cases where, you're looking more towards the client and the sensitivity and the humility that comes along with that and the beautiful relationships that you, you know, develop with some of the people that you are able to help. And so some places have different meanings, but I'd say all in all, Waverly Hills just, you know, I get teary eyed every time I come up to that building and you see it sprawling out and it's so big and gorgeous and you just can't help but wonder what happened inside those walls throughout its history and uh it's just such a magical place it is truly indeed what causes a place in your opinion steve to be haunted i think personally and i think a lot of other investigators will probably hold this uh this thought as well uh, that there probably isn't just one singular sort of or, or, or uh, but 
I do think there are a lot of different things. There can be that unfinished business that seems to be a common thread uh, and pattern where you're just, and it doesn't mean unfinished business like, you know, I need, but it can be uh, just unfinished business in a relationship, unfinished business uh, at a property. And it's also, I think, a very strong emotional attachment to a place or an object. And it doesn't have to be uh, a terrible emotion. It can be a beautiful emotion. It can be, but it has to be a strong one. Uh, it seems that it, it, it is, you know, a place that somebody really, really loved. Uh, that may be where uh, you find a haunting, a place where a tragedy happened. And maybe that gentleman or that lady is, is still there for whatever reason, or maybe they've decided to return. The mechanics, I think, are still unknown, which is one of the things that make this field so fascinating. Uh, but I think there are a few different things that can work as a catalyst. And I think devotion as well, your devotion to people and to a place. Uh, there is a, a story in the book, a place, Alexandria Zoo in Louisiana, where it's most certainly a haunting of a place where uh, there's a, a gentleman who is so devoted to his work and what he did, and this is in the zoological field, uh, and he loved these animals, uh, and he didn't want to leave this zoo. And, and there's, you know, in my opinion, and everyone else that's been there, uh, there's quite a, a good deal of evidence to show that he never did leave that zoo. So that's a haunting, not necessarily a, a tragedy, but uh, of devotion and love, and uh, that's really awesome, too. When you did the uh, television show, and you still do, of course, are you under any pressure to make this haunting pop-up or anything like that? No, no. I think there, you know, there's always a general sense and excitement when things are happening. You know, even among us as investigators, if you know Jay and, and Sherry or, or Tango or me, we come out and, and just had a really amazing experience in there. It it just is a much different vibe and feel of an investigation. And I think the production company uh, and the networks and everybody likes that. You know, it does. Um, but to be honest, some of our highest-rated shows were some of the ones where we figured most of the stuff out. It, it seems that the audience just really loves going on that ride and loves that experience. And um, so we never really got any pressure to, you know, make things more... Uh, scary or more exciting or to have anything happen that wouldn't otherwise. In fact, it, it's quite the op opposite. Um, of course, you know, everybody would want every single show to have a, a ghost and, and, and all of this crazy activity happening. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is it it's just isn't uh, that way. Uh, you just really never know. Uh, but being in the television world and having a great production company and network behind it, you do have the opportunity to, to tilt the odds in your favor a bit. You can really pick cases with a higher frequency of activity, uh, cases where the chances of going and having an experience happen while you're there for that short week or two are heightened, so you're in a better position. But no, uh, never really any pressure that I can remember saying, hey, come on, guys, Like, can't you pull a ghost out of here? Uh, I think the mystery the scare, the fright, the what-if of it uh, is really just as important as what we 
you knew the rock singer Meatloaf who passed away a year and a half ago, didn't you? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Meatloaf, uh, a great guy, Michael. Uh, and Meat, as he told his friends uh, to call him, and, and we were very fortunate to have that honor bestowed upon us that we were able to call him Meat. Uh, he and, and Jason uh, on our show there uh, became very, very close. Um, and we investigated with him uh, many times over the years. Uh, I know his, you know, his daughter quite well. She's a, a, a dreamboat of a person. And um, it, uh, yeah, his enthusiasm for the paranormal and the investigation and his love for us and what we did was so amazing. He, he really was a, a great person. But he had this way of investigating that. I had never really seen before that I, I quite admired where he just would lay himself out there uh, as an open book and tell him, and, and when I say them, I mean whatever spirits might be around that'll talk to him, all about his upbringing, his childhood, his aspirations, and just his thought was, if I can get them to be so comfortable around me that I'm like an old friend, uh, maybe they'll open up and, and come around and, and be more willing to talk. And I, I think it worked for me. He definitely got some evidence where maybe some of us who weren't doing that technique uh, would have. But he was, you know, the, the first time we ever investigated with him, he was so excited to go. He, he just grabbed equipment, didn't know what he grabbed, turned around and ran into the house and, and just <laughs> tripped up the stairs, busted up his knee. Uh, the camera goes flying into to 15 pieces, but he was so excited, he just took off. Um, huh. and, and he, we, we were able to investigate with him again uh, for a recent episode of Ghost Hunters uh, just a few months before uh, he passed, and it was awesome to be with him. Uh, and, you know, through our lunch break, and, and for us, our lunch break is at, you know, 9 p.m., but uh, just to sit there for an hour and listen to his stories and, and let him, uh, you know, tell you about music and, you know, paranormal experiences he had and how he tried to start a ghost hunting uh, club when he was in college, but it didn't work out so well. And Yeah, he was quite a special dude. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity 
And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.